Welcome to the QB Room, sponsored by Happy Dad. We have a uh, little different episode this week. Uh, to be honest, we've been getting comments, some in the section, some via text. My mom, shout out Dana, is even like, How? last year it was just a lot of you and Kyle, and then you'd have the guest, and this year we're we're heavily focused on the guest, but we just wanted to hit pause for one week. We're two weeks into the NFL. We're four weeks, three or four weeks into college football. Uh, and so we just wanted to pause. We do have a guest today, but we wanted to get into a little bit of what's going on in football right now, what's happening in college, what's happening in the pros, uh, some of the storylines uh, and all of that. So we're going to have a little little different setup, um, but we're excited to kind of dive into some of the football and get some of our commentary on it. Yeah, we got a little special guest today, a little Jets correspondent, um, our boy Robbie Burgers from Bob Does Sports. Um, if you guys haven't seen, I think I get more... Hey, you're the dude from the Bob to Sports Golf video. Then, oh, you're the dude that plays on the Bills. And then anything else. So he's gonna come on. He's gonna tell as well as about the Jets, and and um, he's gonna be great. So we're excited to have him on today too as our guest for the day. But um, let's just get into it from from an offensive <clears throat> perspective and from a Joe perspective. I know he's injured during training camp. It's just seemed off. I wanted to get your perspective. Just overall, do you think the calf and him not participating in training camp had that big of a deal of what's going on in week one and week two right now. Well, I, and I, I went on the herd last week and I talked about this on there that I think that week one matchup where they just, they were bad on offense. Like he threw for 80 something yards, uh, just a very uncharacteristic day. Crazy. Number. Joe in his career hasn't had high highs and low lows. He's just either played great or good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of another game where statistics were really bad for him. And I, I yeah. can't think of one since his junior year in college. Um, but I think that had more to do with Cleveland. And I and my take on that, what happened in Cleveland, is like they got two new pieces at O-line. Joe was out of training camp for a month. And then they're sorting through all the communication and all the things that need to happen in terrible weather on the road versus a divisional opponent. That's just not where you sort those things out, mm-hmm. right? And it's not as simple to like fans. They go, well, don't you just go like, you know, silent count? Yeah, that's not just like, like a thing that you do. That's a thing that you got to practice. You got to rep out new pieces here and there. And then you got a couple individuals on that Cleveland defense that aren't blockable by one guy. And so I think that had more to do with Cleveland being really good uh, up front than it did Cincinnati's woes. And then this last week, um, and I I got some clips I want to pull. I thought it was from an accuracy and all that stuff, one of Joe's better games. I mean, he had a costly pick. Really? Other than that, it was like super clean, driving the ball to the sideline, some big-time throws. I think he had two different touchdowns where they just didn't get a second foot in. And, you know, we're all little and the coach says this is a game of inches. You get to the NFL and you realize this is totally a game of inches, but I don't see this being a long-term, you know, Cincinnati's in trouble situation. I think that there's a lot of good ball being played. There's turnovers being made on defense. Uh, Mixon got loose a little bit. And uh, and so back-to-back weeks, I think Cleveland's really good up front. Baltimore just ended up outscoring them since he ran out of time. And as you look down the road, and I think they got Monday night, they got the, the Commanders. Uh, I, I think they mm. get kind of back on track. Um, you said you had some clips to pull up. You've been watching a lot of his film just from a mechanical standpoint. I know you work with him a lot offseason and in-season. Is there stuff in his game mechanically right now that's kind of holding him back? Is it something from the injury? Is the calf affecting his motion? I don't think people realize, especially from a lower extremity issue. I know you hear calf, you know, like a calf strain. You're like, oh, I strained my calf walking up the stairs the other day. Like, yeah, it hurts, whatever. But the chain reaction that does from a quarterback from the rest of your body, is it his left or his right calf? It's his right calf. 
Yeah, so your um, your your push foot, yeah. right calf. Yeah, how much yeah, that? Drive, you got your plant foot on the front side. You got your drive foot on the la- on the back or drive drive leg on the back side. Um, no, I mean, and not going to dive into specifically what we talk about on a weekly basis, but um, yeah, I got some clips here um, of some absolute seeds from two days ago. You know what I mean? Um, and so this one right here, um, this is five and a hitch. They don't do this a lot. And I, this is one of the better throws he's made in the NFL. This is um, Irv Smith Jr., I think is his name, but a tight end. This is 20, 30. This is like 42 yards in the air on a line, whole shot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's quarters to the field down here. Uh, he's on the left hash. This ball's driven 42 yards in the air, hits the guy in the forehead, pinning him to the sideline on a whole shot. Um, and so like when I see this area right here, like that doesn't look open from 38 yards away, yeah. um, unless you got a feel for it. And really it's putting T Higgins in the slot holds that quarter safety in tight that allows the tight end who's number one mm-hmm. to get down the sideline. Cause a lot of times, even in cover two, that corner will just let him go. Like you're not going to throw it. Mm-hmm. Um, secondarily down the road, this puts, you put this on tape that we're going to throw it to him. So that changes the way that you play quarters to the field that corner can't just slough off and wait for the sail route like he does here so this is an unbelievable read but unbelievable throw you look at this from behind you know there's just no nah, there's no physical issues right here this ball is absolutely driven to the perimeter um another one that i had, had pulled is this up. is this before that he he hurt his calf again in the game or is it after do you know this is no that was the first third down in the game but um this is from the fourth quarter this is left hash, three no hitch, 15 yard speed cut out. I don't know. It's not a speed out and it's not a sale. It's like, you yeah, know, it's a little in between or so. Uh, yeah. It's that tweener, yeah, where um, you kind of delay your drop one, two, three. And because it's such a long throw, you're letting this thing go as he's coming down into his break and ready to speed cut that. And so you're, you got to throw that thing seven feet off the ground, 28 yards away. Um, T. Higgins catches this ball on his forehead. Um, and then down in tight in the red zone, this is the end of the game. Got to have it, um, slot fade or like a fly to an out, like a wide, wide depart fade, mm-hmm. put your foot in the ground and snap out of it on an out route. Can't leave that inside. Can't throw that one low. Can't layer that one out there. This ball has to be driven. And that DB, when he makes this break right here, he can dive and get it. You know, if you throw that thing low and away, like in high school, they tell kids like throw it low and away, low and away DB can get beat and then cross over and dive and make that play. But he can't switch his feet and get vertical mm-hmm. and, and catch this ball that's seven feet off the ground, driven to the sideline. And so, you know, when I look at tape, and I, I watch a lot of guys, but with clients, I'm watching, you know, everything. And like, nah, this ball's just absolutely, you know, third and goal, got to have it, and just ripped to the sideline on the dude's forehead. So um, from a tape perspective, um, no, I don't see like limping and balls dying or anything like that. That's why I go, look, there's a protocol to continue to work on an injury. Then there's the people that help with understand with what might be causing the injury. How can we not develop a compensation? Um, and you know, we, I worked with you on that, right? You busted your ankle in Washington mm-hmm. a few years ago. And so it, yeah, you go to physical therapy to rehabilitate the injury, but people like me come in and go, well, how do we make sure that you don't create a compensation due to the injury? Um, where you end up pulling a hamstring on the other side because you're compensating on the bad side. And so I'm not worried about Cincy big picture 
Um, and, you know, you get down the road and if Joe does miss a game or two, I'm really bullish on Jake Browning's ability to come in. I think he's one of the better twos. Not a name that a lot of people know, but played a lot of ball, uh, played high school at a high level, played college at a high level. And this, if he gets a chance this year, would be his first chance. So that's the right guy, right type of guy to come in um, and play in that offense with those weapons. So I, I don't have big picture concerns for Cincinnati. Well, we got our special guest on. I told you guys we're going to have a special guest to start the show today. It's a very special guest today. I think I was telling Jordan this. I think more people, probably 10 times the amount of people come up to me and say, oh, you are you were in the Bob Does Sports golf video. And then they're like, oh, you play on the Buffalo Bills. It's unbelievable. But <laughs> Bobby Fairways, thank you for joining the program. By the way, that's nothing against the Buffalo Bills at all. It's, it's not. Just, you know. <laughs> it's Bob Does Sports to the Happy moon. Year. That's what it is. Amen, that's what baby. It is. Amen, baby. How's the uh, how's the wallet looking going into the NFL season two weeks in? How are the bets going? Are we doing all right on the betting side? Yeah, I mean, I actually I'm I'm, I'm holding my own to be honest. I usually go in kind of expecting to lose because it's all, always designed to where you're probably going to end up losing. But but in the long, so far so good. I, uh, I I'm all unders. I'm a big under guy, so uh, I'm sticking true to that. And yeah, I love watching the clock. Oh, oh God! <laughs> crazy, Jordan. You I love that, that run play. A guy gets tackled in bounds, and you just kind of throw another piece of popcorn in your mouth. You I, just start I, looking I, at like your it, own clock. Yeah. If the game starts off and it's a run for like two yards, three yards, I feel like I'm so ahead of the game, and I enjoy watching the clock tick. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a sicko. That's yeah. one of the worst things I've ever heard. I hate that out of you. <laughs> it's beta. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Man. I got a buddy that bets unders too, and he's like, the greatest play to watch when you're cut when you're taking unders is dropped interceptions, especially like a pick six that they drop because that's an incomplete pass. But man, that could have been six that unaccounted for that the offense didn't score. That goes against why I picked the under in the first place. So. Those drop picks, you gotta love those drop it's picks. It's a beautiful, or even nothing like a nice pin them deep, like inside the yeah, five. It's and a yeah. great punt. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah great punt. Let's followed rank your by top a QB twenty-five sneak. favorite punters. Yeah, uh, that'd be an exciting <laughs> segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be you're, here a while. Your favorite kicking uh, groups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real, real, real sicko stuff out of me. All right, Bobby, you're a big Jets fan. Um, it's been a struggle for you for a lot of years. You, you mm. had some hope going into this year. I think you're a little sad right now. I haven't Perfect. talked to you in a little bit, but it's been a tough year. We're going to play a game with you that we play with all of our quarterbacks. We played with Baker last week. It's called Take the Sack, right? You're never going to take okay. a sack in your life. You probably you might die if you took a sack from some of the guys we take sacks from. So we're just going to play Would You Rather. Yeah, I like the odds in that. Yeah, and it's it's going to be Jets focused for you, okay? So we're going to start sure. it off with this. said, would you rather have it be you tear your Achilles than Aaron Rodgers tears Achilles? Mm. For for Rodgers, yeah, I'd tear it. You tear it? Ooh. Would you tear for it? Rodgers, I mean, go ahead. Would you tear both of them? Oh, That's a wheelchair. <laughs> no. Yeah, that is a wheel. Yeah, no, I don't think I could do both. But do people know that I'm tearing it for him? Yeah, no, you're like, you're in the news. You're tearing it for him. Yeah. I would, I would do them both. <laughs> Um, would you rather go on a date with Paige Sporanic or be healthy this season with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> you're such an asshole. It's an honest question, um, man. I, I, you're such an asshole. Why is he an asshole for us to the question? Elaborate. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. It's 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 a it's a legit fair question. That's what you get in the QB room. Um, 
I'd say date with Paige Brannick. Oh, wow. Over Aaron being healthy. Wow. Must be a great date. Okay. Yeah. We'll move on yeah. from that one. I do All right. like the Jets, but not that much. Okay. Would you rather win uh, <laughs> 10 grand on Zach Wilson hitting the over of 167 and a half passing yards next Sunday or have Aaron be healthy this season? Oh, Aaron, Aaron be healthy. If I'm willing to take out the Achilles, <laughs> That's I, true. I, I could do the 10. I could do the 10K, no doubt about it. All right, last one. I think you're gonna you're gonna like this one a little better. Would you rather have a Hagen Dawes lifetime deal or have Aaron be healthy this season? That's good. And that's like a third car garage set up, and there's a person down there when you walk in saying, Which flavor would you like? Right. And <laughs> and explaining that. This is like a this is a, a different Hagen Dawes deal. Jordan, I'm gonna line when you put it like that. I I, I think honest to God. I would take the Hagen Dazs because you got to think Hagen Dazs is going to pay good money too. Oh yeah, I, I think I'm taking I think I'm taking the Hagen Dazs deal. <laughs> what was your quote God on Hagen Dazs the other day? You said they throw 98 consistently down the middle. <laughs> they, they they are by they're far and away. I don't think another ice cream compares to them. At I, I don't think it's even close. All right, we're gonna do one more game with you, Bobby. We're gonna do. Um, it's the starter backup and practice squad game. It's our version of the Mount Rushmore tier talk game right here. Okay. And mm. I think, sure. you know, people would probably say Bob, Bob does sports living a pretty good life right now. I've seen you out in Jupiter. You were just over there in Ireland too. You're kind of, you're touching all the, all the places right now. You're really on the, on the come up, but so you know what a, a good lifestyle looks like right now. So we're going to play starter backup and practice squad of quarterbacks that you would switch your life with and we're going to do it draft style jordan will let you go first and you got to pick it's it's the whole life right it's the on field it's the off field it's the house it's the it's the wife it's the kids it's the lifestyle like you got to pick your everything entailed everything the whole life who you would switch it up with you got to pick your starter your backup and your practice squad guy jordan you can go ahead and go first yeah. Um, yeah. So this is not ranking who you think's the best. Uh, switching lives. Uh, I'm married with three kids. Very, very happily married my high school sweetheart. I'm, I got a, I got a good setup. So I, I'm not interested in switching lives here. But if I did, it'd be with somebody who has a different lifestyle. So Mahomes is out. He's got two kids. Some of these guys who have kids, I, I, I change it up. I also would want to be younger and have all the freedom and all that stuff. So I'm not going Aaron. Aaron's my age. He's a couple years old, a couple months older than me. Um, I'm switching with Josh. I'm switching it up. The guy plays, does exactly what he wants to do in that moment. Uh, the setup, you know, he got Buffalo National at his house. Um, more famous than I would want to be, for sure. Mm, um, I'm not that. interested in fame. I don't, I'm not interested in fame. Mm. Um, but uh, but that setup, the bankroll, uh, the golf, physical ability. I think it'd be fun, too, to play football that way. I never played it that way. Attacking mm-hmm. as a runner, trucking dudes, hurdling. I think that'd be fun. Um, so with the number one overall pick, I'm swapping with Joshy. So good. All right, Bobby, give us yours. Number one now, pick. Starter. Now it comes to me, number one pick. Yeah, we'll let you go second. There's a lot of guys on the board left. Look, I don't want to just pump the guy's tires. Can I? I can. Am I allowed to back that up nope. with Josh? No, nope. he's off the board. You got you to gotta hop off. Okay, I'm ready for you. Um, I, I kind of wanted what Jordan wanted there too. Again, Jordan's happily married and, and, and whatnot, but I want a guy who, who's young and I believe single. Give me Justin Give me Justin Herbert at one. See, because yeah. you, you don't the get looks. the giant famous guy thing. He's not some international superstar that gets mobbed everywhere. He goes, Nobody gives a shit out here. He lives in Orange County. People don't care about sports out here. Yeah, that's right. You that's get the L.A. Pick. weather. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm taking Justin Herbert all day. I feel really good about that. That's a, that's yeah. a good pick, man. I like that pick. Yeah. I'm going to switch it up a little gun, bit. I would have gone Josh too. Yeah, that's why I didn't let you go first because I know what you would have done there. I, mm. I know you I know mm. you very well. Yeah, you're a big Josh's number one Did you think I was going to go Josh, Kyle? Yeah, I knew you were both were going to go Josh. That's why I let, okay. you, let you go first. It's clear as day. I'm going to go a little different here, all right? There's not really many rules Smart. here. So I'm going to go prime Tony Romo. I'm going to go Tony Romo Ooh. in Dallas golf god go too he's switching over golf. to golf as we are right he's got the setup in dallas you know i don't think he gets much better than that unless you win some more playoff games and maybe some super bowls yeah but tony romo prime dallas is great it's a good guy to be yeah mm. all right who's your backup mm. jordan all right so my backup um this might catch you off guard here but uh i'm going bryce young right and here's why mm. So Bryce Young is from sunny Southern California, Orange County. He's a legend out here, right? No one's guessed he was like, well, he was the same height back then, but like he was a little guy. Um, but then you got the Bama, like the magnitude of being the band. That's forever, man. That's like, do you want to be on college game day when you're 44 years old and make 12 million bucks a year? Like, and you got the deep tie. You're a legend forever at a place that will pay you forever. There's a lot of legends there but you're one of the handful of people that have like won a Heisman and done all that stuff. And then I'm kind of, I've been there a couple of times, but I'm going off of all the stuff I've heard Kyle say for years and Sam Darnold say for years of just how dope Charlotte is. So you don't have that like huge market pressure. Like you get in like Chicago and New York and all these places. Like they don't, they don't care like that, but Charlotte's a dope spot. You can make a lot of money off the field. And I just, I love, Bryce Young, he just keeps his circle tight. Family, he's super professional. He's super mature for his age, but he's got—he's already done enough legendary things. Um, and I love the way he plays the game. Creates time, creates space, and he's going to create a lot of wealth for himself too over the next decade. Mm. So yeah, that might change up a little bit, but I'm going to be young. Yeah, I got—I mean, I got no issue with that. It's hard to deny that. Um, that's good. I um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the swagger route, hmm. and I'm um, I'm gonna go just sign the new deal. Give me give me Joe Burrow. Mm. Um, look, nothing against Cincinnati. I could do without Cincinnati, but to have that swagger, to have the talent that he does, the contract that he just signed, the I mean, what he wears is unbelievable, and he wears it so well. Part of the swagger, I, I would go. Give me Joey B at at, at two. Mm, that's a good number. I like two. that. Yeah. Do you think you can pull off some yeah, of those looks? How how far do you think you can go on the looks there? You you, you look like you can lock, rock the glasses at least. Maybe the glasses, but then once I go down to like the jackets and all, I'm, I'm, I can barely wear this polo. You know the, the what I mean? The polo looks like good. I, the breezy polos looks good, man. That's good, man. Appreciate it. Come that, on now. Have I a day. Appreciate that. You guys are all going to go with the young guys right yeah, now, man. Joey. You guys are going young. I'm going to keep it, keep it old, Jordan. I'm surprised you're not going this route. The the goat backup in general. I'm going Chase Daniel. You're making eighty million plus over his career. <clears throat> we were talking about this earlier. Backups probably people say backups the best position in in sports. He really made it that way because he started what five games in his entire career. He's got all. He's got a nice house in San Diego. He's chilling. He's going to TV now. He's living the life. He's played on a bunch of teams, played 12, 13 years in the league. His body probably feels great. Didn't take many hits. He's scout team forever. Just the boy. I'm going Chase Daniel as my two here. I don't like that one. I I, 
I lived the life of a backup quarterback. Not like that. But like, not like, Chase Daniel backup I, quarterback. I want to play. I want to switch. I want to play. I want to dominate. It's <laughs> good, but it's that. the backup. You can have that one. Yeah. I like right. the I like the Romo he, in his prime. Is, I don't like the Chase Daniel. I like Chase Daniel. He is an all time backup. He's an all time backup, man. He's an all time backup. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He he's my backup goat. All right, my third pick, and just because I think there's some Michael Jordan to this guy, and just and then in the city that he's in, and the swag, like you talk about that swag, this is a different type of swag, and just like, like I, I think he could, within reason, do anything, and it's gonna look dope, and that's Jalen Hurts, got the contract, mm. ton of success early, he's got the grit of overcoming all this. He got benched in yeah. Alabama. Then he had to go sit in, in Oklahoma, and then he got his chance. He goes second round. Everybody thought he wasn't an NFL quarterback, couldn't play, blah, 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 can't spin it, can't throw it well enough. And then he just kind of like does. But like everything that guy does is just like clean cut, polished, swag. He's like there's, there, we see guys who have cool Jordan cleats. With a Jordan deal, you're, you're telling them what the combinations you – so the Jordan thing – I mean, I, I had a, a quarterback who was in Philly who's like, bro, every day he's got a different pair of Jordan cleats. And every day I go, those are the dopest cleats I've ever seen. And I'm not saying this because of cleats, but just like everything Jalen touches just feels like a champion and a winner and dope and that it's going to work out. So, mm. and I, and he doesn't, he's not out there much. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of mystique. He's a pretty mysterious guy. Mm. You haven't heard a whole lot about anything about him. Uh, but check the resume. Usually when he plays, he plays well, and usually they win. So, yeah, I like Jalen. Quiet quiet swagger there, too, yes. Jordan. I, I think he's got – he quite flies on Fashionable, the Fashionable, handsome as shit. Oh. Yeah. Be fun to play like yeah, that, too. Keep, keep going on him, Jordan. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, I'm a big Jalen. He's all over my I want him to join in the room yeah. one day. That's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, who you got, Bobby? Who you got? I – yeah, I, I feel good about this one. I, I, I toyed with Mahomes just to have that talent. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go with Mahomes. Um, but what I am going to roll with, he's got the looks. He's got the swagger. The only thing that he's missing is an offensive line, which he's going to need bad, and I would be fearful of that. Give me pe- Kenny Pickett, man. Ooh, mm. Kenny Pickett I, guy, huh? Yeah. Mm. He's from he's there. Yeah. He's it's got a great flow. Yeah. Yeah, it all works out. Um. I'm I'm a big Kenny Pickett guy, and I think he'll have his day where he gets a big contract. But again, from what I saw with him last night, I just hope they get him some protection because there's really not too much he could do. Rocket of an arm, I I got Kenny Pickett. That's a good call. I like I li- we like Kenny Pickett a lot. We're big Kenny Pickett fans over here. You, saw, I mean, the Browns defense. We've talked about it a lot on here. The Browns defense yeah. is unbelievable. They're Kenny's a room way as well. better. Than, well, several yeah. of the guys you mentioned have been roomies, but yeah, yeah. All right. All right, Kyle, who you got? Third pick. My last one. I'm going a lot different route than you guys, but I'm pretty confident about this one. I went, I went. Uh, So far, you are. Yeah. But I went between two guys here, and they're kind of on the other end of the spectrum from each other, but it was either going to be Tim Tebow in his prime, but I think I'm going to go Johnny Mansell in his prime. I think. Wow, that's practice squad. We didn't see it it coming. AM, Johnny Mansell. Probably the best college football player, probably the best, craziest college football life ever. And I know, you know, we've seen the documentary and all this stuff come out and it's been a struggle, but Prime Manziel, I don't know if there's much beating that. Bobby, you play golf with he him. Played, I think you know. He played football the same way the Russian played 
cards in rounders. I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. <laughs> That's like how he played and how he lived his lifestyle. Like, hey, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I will do that whenever I please. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in my body right now that would let me do that. Like, there's so much anxiety in me that would never let me do something like that. So just to like, maybe even like one year of my life, just live like that. Yeah. That's my practice squad guy right there. I mean, talk about giving no shits. I mean, we see it a lot in our friends and people. And like, but you just don't see it a lot in the quarterbacks where they just like literally don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's an all-time legend who did it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, you're right. You're right. You did go. It's a good lineup. Good I think I won that one there. personally. Yeah. 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 yeah I, think, I think I took it's, it up there. That's different. good. Yeah. Yeah. Here's we'll, – we're going to send you your bronze medal for that, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. Those two picks. But, All right, um, Bobby. You are um, – I think a lot of people know this. I had to tell Jordan this, but we actually went on a golf. Me and Jordan went on a golf trip one time with um, Humble Brag, with Brett Favre, me, Josh, Jordan, and then the founder of Cameo, which you are. Are you the number one guy on Cameo? So they do it like day by day. They have a leaderboard. Um, and lately there's been some people coming for the throne, but but I would say most days out of the week, I I I've been one but again there's a lot of people coming into where i don't know how long i'll hold it yeah i yeah. remember i, I looked called, up martin blenkow was the yeah, guy. martin blenkow yeah martin. martin martin was who we went there with but i i called bobby earlier today to have him on jordan and he goes yeah i'm in the car right now banging out cameos before lunch with joey <laughs> this guy is an assassin on cameo Smart. so so the last thing we got for you before we we let you go is um i want you to give us a cameo not for us but i want you to give a cameo as if tom brady was asking you to give him a cameo for his birthday Ooh, i would say look tom i appreciate you having me here today i never thought that i'd be here today the same way that i'm in the qb room i never thought i'd be in the qb room but you know what tom here we are right here right now and i'm happy to be here and i wish you nothing but the best in in life after football and some tells me you're already enjoying yourself from me to you always looking after you with you every step of the way your boy bobby fairway just Mm -hmm. quick like that it's perfect yeah just to the point tommy wants to the point there's no way you can bang out 50 of them if you're going too in depth over there (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah that's true usually like like uh like 30 to 45 seconds. How often roll them in, roll them out. How often do you do a cameo and you record it and you're like, nah, I can't send that one. I can't do that. Like how, how often do you catch yourself <laughs> slightly outside the lines? There not to be honest with you, Jordan, not not often. There's times where they'll ask me to say something that I'll be like, look, I can't say that. There there was one cameo that I had, and I swear to God, where a guy asked me to divorce his wife <laughs> and said that it would soften he said word for word it would soften the blow if it came from you Ooh. and a large part of me was thinking he's got to be joking like there's no way that it could be true um and he paid for the 24 hour one so it's like time and a half so i was like man like i i guess like i'm just gonna do it and i ended up sending it and like i regretted it so much because i was like look odds are i like my odds that it was a joke but like there's a good. Sh- there's also that side where it's like it, it really was a real thing. So I did it, and I I guess did you uh, ever you find know, out? He's got a price. Never found out because like once you send it, it's it's gone. So I I'll I'll never know. Oh man, I wish you would have ended. You know, and just like send a text on the side. Hey, let me know or, how it yeah, goes. Just, yeah. Oh, 
I mean, I just, yeah, I just felt bad about my. It's like, what are you? The story doing, is Bob? riveting <laughs> with no ending. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> How do you even go about that? What did you say? It's so terrible. I like did like you know it's been a great run. I mean, there's been a lot of good times. Like I really got. Got into it. Did you and say, like, it's and, not uh, you, it's him? <laughs> Instead yeah, it of it's you, it's it me? Like, it's, just, it's just not working it's not out. You, it's not you, it's like, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, look, I, I'm, I'm glad that I was the one to relay the message, you know, because we both know we don't want John doing that. You know what I mean? And, oh, and yeah, I just went for it. But gosh. again, man, it's, I guess everybody's got When you're banging out 40 to 50 a day, you're bound to get a divorce request, I guess. Statistically speaking, that is. Yeah. So tough, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I felt I felt so shitty. You can't be the king of cameo. And then you just and got your seventeen ninety nine and called it a day. Got a no, Hagen does no, much more expensive. Just, just brutal. Just, just brutal. Oh, that's awesome, Bobby. I think we got to have you back on when we have a guest on here too. We need you to be um, yeah, a guest practice squad quarterback in here some weeks. We need to get you back on. But yeah, I appreciate P-Squad, you. I like it. Yeah, he's our yeah. P-Squad guy. He's in for the Sorry. week. He's in to give us the Lamar Jackson look this week. He's a fast guy. You know, got a lot of charisma. Um, but thanks for coming on last minute. Appreciate you, dude. Um, rematch in the offseason. Yeah, I'll be there. At, at your, we'll at your place. Jordan, you, you guys yeah, caught me. I was out of town. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, next time I'll be there. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on, Bring Bobby. I appreciate you boys having me. All right, let's switch over to another team in the AFC. Your team, Kyle Allen. Uh, Buffalo Bills. You know, we all watched the Monday night game. I don't know if everybody watched the week two. Um, yeah, probably not as many. Josh Josh struggled. Things happened in the first game. Second game looked like it was super clean, efficient, um, put up good numbers, and got a solid win. But I want to go back to the Monday night game and something that is not related to the Bills. We all saw Aaron Rodgers tear his Achilles and be out for the season. But I couldn't help but think about it. And I've had this conversation in the last two weeks with you know young guys or whatever, but I think that put every QB two on notice. All of a sudden, in one play, nobody ever wants the other guy to get hurt. But everything in one play, it's not even like you're in. It's one thing that a guy gets dinged up and they like mm-hmm. you know he goes out, but he could totally be back next week. You know, it's another thing when it's like that guy's not playing this year, <laughs> and all of a sudden you put yourself in Zach Wilson's shoes and you're like, I'm now the starting in this moment. I'm now the starting quarterback. And there's, there's nobody else here. There's nowhere to go. Think about think it with every, Zach too, bro. Think about it with Zach in oh, this the roller coaster of the last eighteen months. Well, yeah. Think about it. yeah, the, all the stuff from last year, right? You can even just put that in the past, right? And then this year they sign Aaron, and he's excited. He's got a new mindset. He's got a new outlook. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get a lot better over these next two or three years. I'm going to become the guy in my fifth year, right? Going into that. He's just sitting here. He's taking a deep breath, right? He's like, I can enjoy football again. I wasn't ready to go in yet. Like, I need some time. I want to see Aaron run my system in games, too. Like, I'm going to get so much better watching this. Yeah. Right? And then not only did Aaron get hurt, pops his Achilles four plays into the game. Monday Mm. Night Football, September 11th, first game of the year. When you say put yourself in his shoes... I'm standing on the 30-yard line where Aaron You're Pops the is person killing. in the shoes. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm literally, yeah. I'm the guy like looking at Zach run on the field like, fuck, I've been there before, but I have not been there in this type of light before. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there. I'm sitting there with my uh, one of our trainers, right? And so each team has the tent on their side, their medical tent. And I'm sitting there with our trainer, and he's like, he's staring intently at the tent. He's like, he's going to come out. He's going to come out. It's an ankle. It's just an ankle. He's coming back in the game. It's a high ankle. And then he just 
doesn't come out right like as a backup quarterback you're in the game you're like okay like four or five plays like let's execute the offense let's get us in position wait till aaron comes back out there and you're just sitting there and he's still in the tent everyone on tv probably has a better idea of what's going on with aaron Rodgers than zach wilson did at that moment right and you're just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and to go from i'm gonna learn and i'm gonna grow under probably arguably some people think he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game to then go, oh, I got to go run your offense now. The the mm-hmm. offense that you had all the reps with the ones in the offseason, that you had your OC come from Green Bay to New York to install, that you've been running for the last 12 years of your career, now I got to go do that. And I didn't even get to see how you did it. I couldn't tell yeah. you how, like, I, I felt like chills, like bad chills go through my body for Zach Wilson in that game. Yeah, I just, I've been a two. And and I think like it's, I understand when fans or people say, you know, they say, oh, you know, when I was playing like, oh, you're a backup quarterback. Oh, it's the best job in America. Or you used to play, what were you as a backup? Oh man, it's the best job in America. Like I, I, I get the statement, right? I don't mm-hmm. take offense to somebody saying backup quarterback's the best. But there's reasons why it's not the best too like it is so stressful on game day you haven't gotten any of these reps you've only seen it from the other like you haven't repped any of these things out even if you had gotten reps i don't know how how helpful it is you're now going in expected to play you know at a similar level to the starter unless you have really different traits you know nobody's gonna mm-hmm. expect you to make the runs that josh makes mm-hmm. but they are gonna expect you to make the reads the progression and the throws that he makes right so like to just the all the emotions of how big that was and the, it was September 11th it's in New York City and it's like week 1 and it's Monday night football and it's the bill it's all the things and then i'm like trying to like settle in on like i'm the quarterback for this whole year now and the like whole said, year i think right i, I think and- every qb2 on every level was like whoa oh yeah i like, like this is possible forget that like this I is real could, totally play every single snap yeah, yeah. so well, it happened to be in washington heavy. too ryan fitzpatrick 19 plays into the season in washington he got signed for 12 That's million right. dollars in the offseason 19 plays busts his hip open taylor heineke has to play 17 games that season and you're yeah. just not ready you're not ready for it how can you be ready for it well fitzy got his start he was in cincinnati and he was he was the two and i was the three it was my first year in the league and uh my brother hurt his elbow and missed i think eight no, we missed like 12 games. And uh, Fitzy was just like some seventh round pick who got drafted by Seattle and then traded for nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's the two. And I didn't know who he was. I'm like, you went to Harvard? That's crazy. You're in the league. And then, you know, I'm watching him in practice. I'm like, this guy can play. And then all of a sudden, poof, he's the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. The next year, signs for $15 million in Buffalo. I was in Chicago. Jay Cutler tears his groin off the bone. Here comes yep. Josh McCown. Everybody thought he was too old to be a two. He goes in and I think he went six and two through like – 22 touchdowns in one pick, mm-hmm. lit it up, signs in Tampa for $15 million fully guaranteed. And so like these opportunities, it's an incredible opportunity that you don't want to have the opportunity, but when it's there, you can totally take it and run. But at the same time, I just think my biggest takeaway outside of bummer for the Jets and bummer for football in general and bummer for Aaron is I put every QB2 on notice. And in that moment, I doubt there's any QB2s who weren't watching and didn't see that and haven't thought about it since. Last year, it was an NFL record. It was 69 different quarterbacks started a game in the NFL. It's like up 11% from the second highest year. And so it, it's, and I just did a, a piece of content on this talking about like the importance in developing the two and like no one wants to talk about it and it's taboo and hopefully the guy never plays, but like, mm-hmm. well, statistically speaking, they play a lot. So 
you better have that guy, whether you draft him, develop him, trade for him, whatever, like you better have that thing dialed. Um, because the reality is, is with Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people believe this is a Super Bowl contending roster or an AFC East, you know, championship type caliber roster. However you want to look at it, it's a damn good team, good defense, mm-hmm. good weapons on offense, great coordinator, great decision maker. I haven't heard a bad thing about Robert Sala, period. Like, so like the season shouldn't be over, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and so that's on Joe D and the guys up in the front office to make sure that like, yeah, we don't want to talk about if this happens, but if this happens, we better not do like we're not throwing in the towel. And so um I think I think we're gonna see Zach Wilson get better every single week. I hope that, but I also believe that that's gonna happen. Um I think this idea that there is no safety net, there's nobody behind me. Uh it typically competitors like it moves you forward. Uh I heard The Rock talk about this one time. When your back's against the wall, there's nothing behind, there's nowhere to go except mm-hmm. forward. And so I my hope for Zach and his career and for the Jets too, because I want him, you know. Well, we have a good year. I, I like a lot of the guys there. Um, not too good. Is we don't need there's nowhere to go. Here. Good, not great. Is yeah. there's nowhere to go here, man? So you're moving forward in QB twos around the world. You are on notice. So that was what happened on the Monday night game versus the Bills. But two weeks into the season, Kyle, give me a, and I love this because we we spend the majority of our time. We kind of save our topics for here. So I genuinely want to know what's the state of the union where you guys are at. Who do you guys got this week, and uh, what are you kind of excited about? I mean, obviously, you're not going to talk about the issues or anything that are happening in every building, but what are you excited about, and and um, and what do you guys have coming up? I think the overarching theme, and this is around the NFL too. This isn't just in the Bills building, and we've kind of been talking about this already, but it's don't panic, right? Week one. We go in and we play a great Jets team on Monday Night Football. We lose 13 to 16. We play sloppy football or what a 16 to 20, whatever it was. We play sloppy football. Um, We don't execute. We have a lot of unforced errors on our part and we lose, right? And since it's on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, since everyone's watching, since it's against a Zach Wilson team, their Aaron Rodgers got hurt and we lost, the walls are falling down. Everyone's worried. Josh can't play. He's washed, right? Like we see all of it, right? No matter how hard you try to not to see it, everyone sees it, right? It's going on at all mm-hmm. times. Unavoidable. He, he can't play anymore. And then we come back this week, and what do we do? He goes 84% completion percentage against the team that held the Broncos to 16 points last week, right? We score 38 points. Your boy, number nine, gets in there at the end of the game for a couple handoffs and knees. Mm. He goes three touchdowns. He leads the league in completion percentage. As a team, as a defense, I think we've allowed – in regulation, we've allowed – 26 total points. I think just the overarching theme in the NFL in general, right? Is like any team can beat any team on any given day if you don't show up. And I think you've noticed this more probably than I have been in the league, but you don't win as many games as you lose yourself, right? I think that was kind of a, I didn't describe that well, but you lose more games in the NFL than you win personally then you like win yourself yeah exactly like i think the more i play in the league and the more i watch teams i think you fuck it up more yourself than you go out and actually make big plays and win the game and i think that's something that the best teams do is they don't lose games right they don't have a bunch of turnovers they don't have a bunch of penalties they don't play bad situational football when those situations are on the line and it matters the most they play great football and i think that's what this team does really well to be honest with you i don't think we showed that week one but week two i think that's what we do really well yeah i I talk about a lot about like comparing basketball and football in that 
when you are a five-star recruit in high school quarterback and you become a five-star, you get the third star and then the fourth star and the fifth star, you get your first offer and then you get your 35th offer based off your ability to make plays, not from taking the check down, not from managing the game in high school. You do it from making plays, right? Mm -hmm. Juking dudes, dropping dimes, ripping off big runs. Like that is what is celebrated, right? Then you go to college and so you're a playmaker. You go to college and you need to be a playmaker. You need to be able to make plays, but you also start to learn how to actually just put the ball in play, mm -hmm. how to just distribute it. And then when you get to the NFL, the foundation of your game has to be a distributor, put the ball in play. Mm -hmm. And then if you have the ability physically, talent-wise, if you have the ability to also make plays when they're there, then you're one of these super rich guys that's really famous and on the cover of things. But there's been a lot of very successful quarterbacks that have played a long time at a high level that didn't make a bunch of physical plays, like the greatest quarterback ever, Tom Brady. Like he didn't juke dudes, whip one across his body 60 yards. He doesn't, like his highlight tape is more about clutch timing accuracy than it is playmaking. Mm -hmm. And so when you're a guy like Josh, who has the ability, you can argue to make more plays as anybody, more plays than anybody. Um, then it's that delicate balance between, and people call it hero ball or whatever, but is this situation require me to make a play or just put the ball in play? And so yeah. carrying that over to Steph Curry, who's the best in the game right now in basketball, in my opinion, there's games when he's going to go for 46 and he's going to have eight fadeaway jumpers from the corner with three dudes in his face. And then there's games when he just has like 19 assists. And he hit every open jump shot. He screened well. He created movement. He created uh, opportunities for other guys. And he kind of only had like 18 points, but he had a bunch of assists and a handful of steals and rebounds. Like now they play whatever, 162 games or whatever it is. But like you got to, it's that delicate balance. And I talk to a lot of young college starters. I talk to a, young, a lot of young NFL starters about that delicate balance. And so when you have the pressure and the magnitude, and I think that's all that Monday night game was. The whole world's watching. It's Aaron. It's as big as it gets non-postseason, right? Like that's like as big of a regular season game that I can remember. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a it was a much bigger deal than the Thursday night game to start the season between Detroit and Kansas City. I agree. And it was so hyped. And so it's so easy when you are a playmaker and that's in you to feel like I need to make plays. And what I saw on Sunday, I watched every snap and then I broke down Josh's tape. I just thought he distributed the ball and put the ball in play a ton. Made a couple of plays, awesome ones. But it's it's that it's that delicate balance of make a play or put the ball in play. And the best guys are better at the latter and when they get there. And so when you talk about Aaron, some people think he's the best ever. I think he's one of the best ever at that because he can put the ball in play with the best of them. And then every now and then he does some crazy shit. And, but if you look at statistically Aaron's career the whole year, he's just never had, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think he's ever had a year where he's thrown a bunch of picks. No. And like he's he just put, he puts a the ball bunch of years he where he's thrown like too. two that were his bad and four that were tipped, you know, and like every year he's got like six picks. Yeah. And I think when, for people watching at home who are watching Sundays and they're seeing this trend of the league where guys aren't thrown for as many yards, I think you can see it like. I think week one, there was only a couple guys that threw for over 300 yards, and one of them was Tua who threw for like 470, something crazy like that. But this trend of guys throwing for less yards, guys completing the ball at a much higher rate, I think Josh was like something crazy, like 33 of 41 for 280, like something low, right? 
like a lot of completions for only 270, 280 yards. And one of them came on a 40 yard scramble play on the last drive. The way defenses are playing nowadays, the first three teams we're going to face this year are soft quarters teams too high. I know you hear it on when you watch the Kansas City Chiefs games over the last couple of years. They're playing with two high safeties. They want to see if Pat can do it. They want to see if he can check it down and move the ball down the field. That's kind of the way the game's going in general over the entire league. You see that started in, in Denver with that too high kind of defense and in L.A. with that too high defense when when Jalen Ramsey was there where you're kind of just showing too high shell regardless. And the whole philosophy is, is these D coordinators are trying to make these best quarterbacks where Pat and Josh and Lamar and these guys who can just make these crazy plays like you're talking about, can they be disciplined enough to take those five-yard checkdowns all day and move the ball down the field? A lot of these guys don't think they can do that. And that happens sometimes where you just get sick of checking the ball down to your running back. You get sick of it che- checking the ball down to your chip flat on your tight end. But what I saw this Sunday from us, and I thought it was probably one of the most impressive and I don't want to call it perfect, but just from an execution standpoint of just playing within the play and doing what the play asks you to do, it was dissecting, right? Yeah. You can look at the, you I can think look what at the we've film. seen too. Go ahead. Yeah, I said you could look at the film and you can see how many play action checkdowns he took off of one hitch, how many chip flats he hits, how many they run out in deep cover two and he hits the running back underneath. And yeah, they might go for three or four yards, but sometimes they're going to go for 11 and they keep you on schedule. I think that's the way the league is moving and it's guys that can do that. And then when, like you said, when the play is called for, when you need to make a play, you make that play. It was funny that you bring that up. So I had talked to a defensive coordinator in the league um, who plays a too high shell at one of the pro days uh, this last March. And we were talking about this trend of more too high. And he said, well, so many of the best quarterbacks in the NFL are mobile. Mm -hmm. Regardless of their 40 time, they can extend the play. Right. And, and so when you have single high, you have another guy down low. And so when the quarterback breaks contained, that defender typically has to turn his back to the quarterback and find somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was talking about like it can be zone coverage, but when the quarterback breaks the pocket and rolls to his right, it becomes man coverage because they're teaching guys on defense, go attached to somebody. And so if you have another low hole defender that's at six yards or eight yards or whatever, and the quarterback breaks contained and they can't make a tackle they're got to turn their back to the quarterback and go find somebody as opposed to in a two high shell. That's one more defender whose eyes are looking at the quarterback and at who's happening, what's happening in front of them and their ability to cut those or attach to somebody is better. And so a lot of times, particularly on third down, it's better to have four guys facing the quarterback, the corners and the safeties than it is to have one safety and two corners, the corners and a single higher all you typically either in man or they're in zone way the hell out of there. They're not making a play anyways. Mm-hmm. So you just limit the amount of people that are turning their back and finding a, uh, somebody to, to attach to and, you know, increase the likelihood that you're going to force the quarterback into a bad decision when they roll, which for most guys is when the bad decisions come is when the off schedule. And when I, I didn't see that dude sitting there on the sideline, I didn't see that guy undercutting it, um, which is where a lot of those, tips and overthrows and those turnovers come from that's interesting that you say that about scrambling though i haven't heard a defensive coordinator talking about scrambling wise that's really interesting from like a safety and corner and eyes on the quarterback perspective i never even thought about that and it it makes sense like think about i remember well we shared the same quarterback coach in zampezi and especially in the red zone right he used to have this funny quote and it kind of pissed me off but it was whatever he would say that you know 60 percent of the plays in the red zone are you know, they're off schedule. You got to make a play. We can't draw it up for you every time. You got to go out there and make a play. That's how 60% of the touchdowns are. And it pissed me off, but he's right. You know, you look at our game on Sunday, 
I think our two red zone touchdowns that our three red zone touchdowns that we threw were off schedule on the move plays. And it's just, that's how you draw it up. And so you're seeing a lot of these teams, like the first two weeks, the teams we played you go back and watch the tape. They have two high safeties in the red zone. They're not playing man down there. They're playing two high safeties and all their underneath defenders are just standing on the goal line. They're Mm -hmm. daring you to check it down and do an Oklahoma drill with the running back on the linebacker, right? They're just daring you Mm -hmm. to do it. And no one wants to do it. It's called that birds on a wire. Yeah, and it's just birds on a wire. It's just a bunch of birds standing on a wire. Everyone's on the goal line. And what ends up happening is, especially with the non-mobile quarterbacks, is you sit back there and you're 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 hitching. You're like, no, 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 God, this looks like shit. Who's open? And then the pocket collapses on you, and that's when you get the sack. And what a lot of teams are starting to do now is like, all right, it's second and eight on the eight yard line. You're gonna sit birds on a wire. I'm gonna throw it to my running back and see if he can run over your corner, right? But they're yeah. just begging you to do that. So case in point, not having an NFL guest this week, a little deeper dive on football. Hopefully you're into that. Um, but to bring it back to stuff that we normally do, let's play a little game, Kyle. Okay, what we got? Let's do throw it deeper, check it down. Um, so reminder, throw it deep is I'm going to throw out uh, a situation and you're either going to throw it deep where, yes, I like that, or you're going to check it down like, no, I don't like that and explain why. So I'll start it off with you. I'll give you a statement here. You throw it deeper, check it down. Okay. Shadir Sanders is the best quarterback in college football right now. You throwing that deep or checking that down? This is a tough one. This is tough because the easy answer is Caleb Williams, right? The easy answer is Caleb right now. You know, he's got however many touchdowns, you know, he's making crazy plays. USC looks awesome. Haven't really played anybody. And then you go and watch Colorado, which the whole world is. I don't know if you saw on ESPN, Colorado had the most watched, the most streamed game on ESPN Plus ever. On Saturday night, it was like 11 million people. The Fox picked up the first two games and the ratings are like bananas. Yeah, unbelievable, right? And then you look at his stats post game. Like he had a a comeback win in week two. TCU put up a ton of points against them week one and then a a huge comeback win without his best player in week three, right? And his stats are crazy after every game. It's like 37 of 46 for 398 yards and four touchdowns. I'm going to throw it deep. I'm going to say at this point in time, Shadur Sanders is playing the best football out of any quarterback in the country from situational, from carrying his team, from completion percentage, from not turning the ball over, and just from the hype around it, right? Like, yeah, Caleb had a ton of hype coming in with his Heisman, but Colorado has the self-imposed hype that they brought, right? They brought their baggage, and it's Louie. We coming, you know? And then every (laughs) week he shows up. And I've been impressed, man. It's been fun to watch. So I'm throwing it deep on that one. What about you? I'm checking it down just because there's a guy named Caleb Williams playing college football. I don't care who they got going on. And I'm I, I'm every week I'm becoming a bigger and bigger Shadur Sanders fan. I honestly hadn't really ever seen him play. I watched him on tape a little bit with a scout that I was with this offseason. But I didn't know about the level at, at uh, Jackson State. I'm seeing it here. He's playing at a super high level. But uh, there's an element that Caleb has that Shadur doesn't have. And that's that Caleb might be the best runner on the field as well. Um, and Shadur is more of a pocket player from what I can see. Like he's a mobile guy, but he's not a dynamic attack you as a runner. Caleb is. Caleb can score on any play. Um, and then I just I, – I think Shadur can continue to play at this level. I know Caleb can. So uh, I'm not mad at your deep shot there. That's fine. You're playing um, safe. But, I get it. Yeah. But I am going to check it down, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Colorado, USC, two weeks. All right, next one. Throw it deep or check it down, Kyle. I had to like 
have you, you know, look this up to see what it was, but I love it because I know this guy. But throw a deeper check it down. Takeo Spikes is a crybaby. Um, I'm actually well, I'm gonna like even if he was a crybaby, I'd check this down because the neck is the scariest thing on planet Earth. Oh, he's but, a scary look. He's the nicest guy on the planet. Scariest looking dude, too. I saw him pregame as I'm warming up. I'm like, who the fuck is that over there? Dude, what he could going? play right now for oh, sure. He's got he's a done natural like neck roll back there. It's unbelievable. But I'm checking it down. Um, we're gonna throw the, the picture up here for Takeo Spikes, but he came and he did like our whole pregame, like the bills, like the whole crowd was screaming. He got him going. He did the coin flip. And then I go to look at my phone after the game. I'm looking on Twitter and it's like Takeo Spikes. And he's like, thanks, Bills. You know, Legends community. Thanks for having me out. Wish I could have stayed for the whole game, but here's my seats. And he took a picture. You can see in the picture right here. You literally can't even see 50 yards of the field. I don't even know why those suites exist right yes, there. The but I probably would have dipped too. It's like. You have him there to do the coin toss. It's more on Josh for not putting him in his suite. So I'm going to blame that on Josh more than anything. You could have let him up in your suite. but Yeah, one last um, cousin and then just add in him. Yeah. There's a lot of cousins there. It's okay. But uh, I'm checking it down. Takeo Spikes is not a crybaby, nor has he ever been one. I'm checking it down because I have a feeling he watches this show from time to time. He's my boy from from way back. And uh, and yeah, I'm not going to say anything bad about Takeo Spikes. That guy's the man. Um, but yeah, I would, that's that's hilarious that that happened. I'm sure it didn't mean to. But like, yeah, why does a suite exist when... I've seen stuff on, on social like the worst seats in sports. You know what I mean? And they put like section 44, yeah. R, <laughs> seats two through eight. And it's like you're behind the stands or whatever. You know, I saw someone from the Coliseum. Um, you know, worst seats in sports kind of thing. But uh, I think that's hilarious that that happened and that it happened to like a really scary looking, super yeah. nice, good dude. <laughs> yeah. So we're both uh, checking it down. You're not a crybaby tequila if you're listening to this. All right, next one. Um, I don't know if you caught Sunday night's game with Miami, but Miami looks hot right now. They played great the first two weeks, had a great win week one. Mike McDaniel is the smartest OC in football right now. You throwing it deep or checking it down? I'm throwing it deep with an asterisk because he has the personnel to make whatever you want to do work, mm -hmm. right? There's so much speed on that in that huddle. But at the same time, it's not his fault his dudes are good. I mean, it is because they brought him there. But like, but he's still dialing it up. And I just, you know, I'm sure there's other people who watch every snap of every game. But I'm watching damn near snap, every snap of damn near every game. I see more people open in Miami right now than I do other places. Mm -hmm. And yes, Tyreek Hill is a superstar, but you don't get open because you're fast. Speed is an element of creating separation. A lot of time, it's the rub, it's the angle, it's the way that that is taught. It's the timing at which he puts his foot in the ground, ball is out. I just see the ball hitting receiver's hands in Miami and then closest defender like on average. And I'd be curious what the actual like stats are. You know, they like, next gen yeah like separation stats on the receivers separation yeah. I, I i would be surprised if anybody's within 50 percent of the separation that miami's creating right now and again personnel you can create separation by being a good receiver but most of the time i mean give me your thoughts most of the time separation is created based off of alignment personnel groupings what coverage you're going to see right and then how it's taught and then the timing at which the ball comes out of the guy's hand. The other thing is if Tua is double clutching everything and waiting for a guy to get open, then you're not going to have that separation. So I think Tua plays a role in this too because he 100%. is getting the ball out of his hand on time and accurate. But it is what it is. Th those are the guys in the huddle. I, right now, I'm throwing that deep. Mike McDaniels has dudes streaking down the field without people next to him. 
yeah, this is tough. This is tough for me. I because you know I do believe I got. I'm gonna check it down just for my guy Dorse. I gotta throw mm. throw some love to my guy Ken Dorsey here. I think Dorsey dialed it up on Sunday. He might get a top OC of the week as of last week. He dialed it up better than most I've seen in the league. But I will say this for Mike McDaniel, right? And this kind of goes off of what you were saying. And I watch a lot of Dolphins State because I think, especially starting last year when he got there. Their offense looks different than anybody else's offense, right? They are more innovative. They're doing different things. They're doing things that you don't see. And especially there was some video on Twitter that I saw the other day about Tyreek Hill's pre-snap motions from last week. He had 17 different pre-snap motions where it's send him snap the ball, right? He's looking at the quarterback. He's running across the formation. He's bolting out. He's getting essentially Canadian League football starts on these corners to where he's moving at full speed when the ball snap and he's hitting edges and he's going. And like you said, with Tua, he's getting the ball out on time so well, and he's always been an anticipatory quarterback, and he's so in tune with what they do. And if you watch their games, they're a team that runs the same play maybe six or seven times a game, right? Mm -hmm. They're not afraid to call the same play. Maybe it's out of a different formation. Maybe it's out of a different look, but it's the same play, right? They do this little, you know, run run him on a motion, run this guy up the seam, he's on a wheel, then there's a flat route, right? And he's just kind of going bink, 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 like quick, and he's making those decisions in that time because mm-hmm. he's had a 1,000 reps at that out of 15 different formations and 20 different motions. But teams just don't know what to do with it. I think Mike McDaniel, coming from that San Francisco tree, right, he's one of the best in the league at using motions to his advantage to getting his guys open. And I like what you said about it takes – everyone to do that right it takes the receivers it takes the quarterback it takes the the play calling and and from a separation standpoint all these teams are playing zone nowadays there's not there's not the patriots that are just playing man every play no one's really doing that anymore it's all soft zone so separation is really based off of scheme now right it's not based off of i'm better than you I'm only on third yeah. down really so i agree i mean he's he's dialing it up and it's it's fun to watch unfortunately we have to play him twice a year but we'll have for the challenge well, that's it for today. Uh, change it up a little bit. Change up the format. A little bit of last season, a little bit of this season. Awesome guest. Uh, thanks for lining that up, Kyle. Uh, let us know what you thought in the comments section. More of this, less of that, all that good stuff. But uh, we'll wrap up here, get back to another little element of last season. Uh, Kyle, what are you grateful for right now, man? Man, I'm just grateful for ball, ball being back. You know how long it is in the offseason. Well, the offseason is really the season for you. But for me, just preseason – OTAs, all this crap is just like it's so much different than actual ball. So it's good to be back in schedule, good to be back, you know, good for a dub last weekend, get back into a groove, playing games every week. We don't have a bye week till week 13, so we're going to be in it and grinding, but I'm pumped about it. I love it. I love this time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year, so I'm excited about just grinding it out, man. What about you? It's awesome. Uh, I'm grateful for the last five years. My little guy, uh, Reese, shout out to Reese, fifth birthday today. Hey. Uh, when that happens, you start going through like this time last year, this day, four years ago, and you start going backwards, looking at the birthdays, looking at the parties, looking at, you know, how much they change every single year. They change so much every single year. So uh, I'm grateful for my little man, Reese, who turns five today. Thank God, um, man. Well, I appreciate it. Take a second. If you're watching this, just pause for a sec. Think about what you're grateful for. Big gratitude guides over, guys over here. Um, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with an awesome guest. This is the QB Room, sponsored by Happy Dad. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. 